This is Primary First, a podcast focused on helping Catalyst Health Network members improve the way they work and the results they achieve. We've got a very special guest for you this episode. You'll hear more about her background in just a minute, but first, Dr. Michelle Forbes serves as one of our medical directors here at Catalyst Health Network, and she also works as a medical director for the Catalyst Community Foundation. We had a lengthy conversation with Dr. Forbes and covered a variety of topics. In this episode, we'll take a deep dive into her work with the foundation. We'll discuss why the Catalyst Community Foundation was created, our strategy for utilizing community partners, and what the pandemic has taught us about building trust in order to reach the underserved healthcare deserts. I'm joined today by Dr. Michelle Forbes of MD Pediatric Associates in Flower Mound. Your clinic's been a member of the Catalyst Network since the beginning, and personally, you've been pretty busy with Catalyst. You're a member of the state board. You're a member of the North Texas Regional Operating Committee. Currently, you chair both our Network Performance Committee and our Credentialing Committee. If that weren't enough, you spend part of your week as a Catalyst Network Medical Director, and then also you spend some time as a medical director of the Catalyst Community Foundation. It's a lot. I want to talk to you about your work over the last year as a medical director for the network. Um, But first, I'd really love to hear about your work with the Catalyst Community Foundation. Thank you, Dr. Bullard, for having me on today. And I will try to live up to (laughs) the the, uh, introduction that you gave me. So you asked about the foundation, the Catalyst Community Foundation is something that we created over the past 18 months. And for me, it's been the most rewarding outcome of the pandemic. It combines many of my passions. There's healthcare and healthcare for traditionally overlooked and underserved populations. And starting to appreciate the interplay between social determinants of health and health outcomes. We started the foundation by collaborating with community partners. First was the Together We Test initiative, which provided testing early in the pandemic to areas where there was a lack of access. And over the past year, we've pivoted to vaccinating in those same communities with the same community partners and have expanded to other areas of Dallas County and Fort Worth. You mentioned that initially COVID is really the impetus that started this Catalyst Community Foundation work and that you've done some partnering with other community organizations. Is there a reason you've partnered with community organizations? You may know that the the pandemic highlighted, you know, significant health inequities and disparities in certain populations. And some of that was due to lack of access because of transportation by working with community partners, we were able to bring healthcare to people where they lived, worked, congregated, worshipped, and that that spawned a realization that healthcare can be more than patients coming to my office. It can be me in my office engaging with patients, you know, as a virtual visit uh, or a telehealth visit. And we recognize our limitations. I am a physician. I think I'm a very good physician. I'm not a minister. I'm not an educator. And so it's important to have the community relationships because we all have some 
value to bring, economic opportunity, transportation, meeting social needs. And at Catalyst, we're bringing medical expertise in a team-based model. You've really highlighted something super important there, I think, and that's in those healthcare deserts, there is no trusting relationship with a physician in, in most cases. There's the relationship with other community leaders like, like your ministers. So I imagine the partnering with those, those ministries and those community resources is a way for us to actually build uh, relationships with folks in those communities so we can actually reach them and, and deliver the type of care that we, we'd love to be able to, to provide. Right. One of our early realizations is there is a lack of trust. And in order to build trust, we've been intentionally consistent with returning to those communities, intentionally fostering, maintaining, supporting relationships with community leaders. And it's very important as the Catalyst Community Foundation that the communities know we are here to stay we have a long-term plan to impact health and are willing to do what it takes to build that trust. So how far down the path do you think we are right now with really understanding or appreciating what's required in that long-term plan? At the foundation, when we consider the timeline of our goal, which is providing health care where patients are, with a team-based model versus where we are at this point, quite aware that still in the trust building stages, providing COVID testing, providing COVID vaccines, providing education to those communities. And this also gives us an opportunity at the foundation to really dig into the needs assessments for the particular areas that we're really interested in supporting and to hear from the community what they value and what role they would like us to play. It sounds like we're really in the discovery phase. That makes sense. Uh, I think, you know, if this were easy, a lot of people would be doing it. I agree. And I liken it to a new patient experience. I can't walk into the exam room and know what I'm going to make my treatment plan as I have to go into the room, listen to why the patient is here and factors that relate into their visit. And then together we formulate a plan. And that is why this discovery stage in the foundation's growth is so important. We want to be respectful, honor the people who live in those communities and not assume that we know what they value in healthcare. It's very, very important. And we are very intentional about listening and bringing value. I love that exam room analogy and the, the listening part. You know, we're all taught solutions. that's our role. We got to listen. Yes. And, and by listening, we're actually able to, to work towards a solution. Appreciate that. So the foundation started about 18 months ago, you said, and initially the work really revolved around COVID testing. And we did uh, well over 30,000 COVID tests in conjunction with organizations like Project Unity. Can you give me an idea or an estimate of the impact you've had on the vaccine front? I have been so pleased with 
our team on the vaccine front. To date, we've given over 5,000 COVID vaccines and we have gone to apartment complexes, churches, community centers, neighborhoods, and now expanding into Dallas Independent School District. So that's been really, really rewarding, getting vaccines in arms so people can go back to work, can go back to school, and eventually return to some semblance of normalcy in in society. So I've been really pleased with, with the work our team has done with vaccinating. You know, what's really impressive about that number is Uh, I would imagine a lot of the patients that have received vaccines have not been your typical eager patient running in to grab a vaccine um, because now they know where to go get it. There's, there's a lot of vaccine hesitancy out there. So uh, how much work is the foundation doing actually just stepping into that education role? You're right. There has been vaccine hesitancy and, and, you know, for, for somewhat valid reasons in certain populations and it's been building trust, educating me, being willing to say I am a black physician who supports, trust, believes in the vaccine, and I'll tell you why. And those personal connections, seeing someone who looks like you goes a long way towards establishing trust. And so at the events, we have family members, friends who happen to just come along but have decided I will never get that vaccine. And just having one-on-one conversations with them, we've seen conversions and, and I'm excited about that. There need to be there needs to be more one-on-one and, and I am working with the group to provide group education to people from my community who are also vaccine hesitant. But it's, it goes back to the personal relationship, allowing people to understand that you do care about them as a person, not as a number. And that's it for this episode of Primary First. Join us next time as we continue this conversation with Dr. Forbes and discuss some of the feedback and concerns she's seeing from her network colleagues as they discuss a move to prospective payment. 